We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayus. At Nick Dayus 10, as you can find me, veteransminimum.com, as you can find all things VM. My guy is back in the building. Josh, what up, baby? Man, how's it going, brother? Everything's good? You already checking out my feet. Uh, yo, listen, bro. All right. So, it's three for three now. I got I to keep I gotta keep you on your toes you as do, much as I you can. You do. You do. So I was, on a, I was on a podcast over at Sticky Paws. Yeah. And uh, it was the Next Level Podcast with, with Dr. Leslie. And she asked me, she's like, what's the first thing you notice in like a woman? And uh, what's the first thing you notice in a guy? And I was like, I could be weird. I was like, I could be weird. And I wouldn't put it past you. But immediately when I when I meet a dude, I look at their feet. Yeah, that's that's what you said. That's it's like, you, uh, you got to have a nice pair of shoes, sneakers. They got, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. So immediately it's like, yo, what's up? And I look down and I judge. <laughs> I judge immediately. If you got some crusty Air Force Ones on, I got so you gotta look, you gotta look sharp, man. Yeah. Well, all right. So for women, what's the first thing? Come on, bro. What are you trying to do to me? I mean, I mean, no, listen. Nah, nah, nah. You know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, I like teeth. Okay. Okay. Like in terms of smile, off, like the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, off brand. Like once yeah. you once you actually are in her space. Yeah. Teeth. Okay. All right. Eyes. Eyes for me. Well, yeah. I think if the I think the face is like the obvious one. Well, no, no, but like eyes, like if you have like really, really gorgeous eyes, that already sets the table for everything else. That it, it buys you, it buys you some advantages that other people aren't gonna have. Dude, I, I saw this girl one time. She had her eyes were so crazy that I said, "You have soul snatching eyes," and that was the first thing I said to her. Legit? And then we started like talking at the yep. bar. It was pretty cool. My friend yep. was like, "Yo, what'd you say to her?" I was like, "I was hammered too." I was like, "Dude, you have soul snatching eyes." She's like, "Oh, thank you. I never heard that before." Because because like, she, it, would be an honor. <laughs> it would be an honor. That's a good start. That's a, that's definitely a good start to the conversation for sure. Yeah, last time I had you on, we were talking about we did some NBA stuff. Yeah, and people really enjoyed the conversation with you. So I figured I was like, yo, Josh is my guy. Got to get him back on. And uh, I want to give us a, a soft golf clap for completely ruining the Brooklyn Nets because. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Okay, all right, but, <laughs> but I made the case about Durant as an MVP candidate. Yeah. And we talked about Kyrie, and we were like, yo, no one's really talking about Brooklyn because Durant had gotten hurt. He That's was right. hurt at the time. That's right. Kyrie was having his Kyrie stuff. And we're like, yo, when they get back, watch out for Brooklyn. I think the next week they traded both. The whole, the whole, the whole ship came apart at the seams two weeks later. Yo, for real. And then you have the Knicks, who they lost yesterday, bro, and they lost to the Hornets at home. Yep. And Josh, I don't know about you, bro, but there's certain teams you can't lose to. And especially when you're playing as well as the Knicks were, like they were coming into the game nine in a row. That's right. And you're playing them at home, bro. And it's like, what the hell, dude? Well, uh, I'll say this. 
they were due for a letdown game. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, that, but it, not it, against. Well, see, but the other side of it too was not only letdown game, but then also Brunson was out. You know, Brunson had been hurt. So right. I don't think, like, he's the type of guy, you know, and he's proven me wrong because I, I was like, why is everyone all over, you know, over the moon with this Jalen Brunson signing when, because I wanted, I wanted them to get Spider Mitchell so bad. Right. So when they didn't, it was like, Brunson. And don't let Knicks fans fool you. And as a Knicks fan, when you had Mitchell and Brunson, yes. it's like, yeah, obviously we want Mitchell. But now, bro, Jalen Brunson might run New York. Of all the athletes in New York, he might be he might be that's the fair. number one. That's fair. That's not that's not a lie. Yeah. For sure. Um and, and look, and that and that speaks to the strength of the Knicks, right? Like that speaks to who the Knicks are. When the Knicks are playing well, you know, um, we've talked about it on my show. Like when the Knicks play well, it, it's a different energy. The garden is a different place. Um, but um, but them for them to lose to the Hornets, you know, granted the Hornets have had a little bit of a down year. Um, and now also lose to the Hornets without LaMelo because LaMelo's out for the year. That's a bad loss. It's not, it's not the one that you wanted, but that was their first loss since they even made the uh, the Josh Hart trade. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Don't you feel like guys, jo the Josh Harts of the world, sometimes when they reunite with a dude like Brunson, and you saw the video when Brunson found out that Josh Hart got yeah, traded. Yeah. He was at like a hockey game or somewhere. He was somewhere else with like his friends and family and they're showing the video of him being hyped. That immediately, immediately told me it was going to work out. Yeah. And do you think that there's, there's a lot of guys in the league and we could even take it further and go like across all sports that are just in a bad situation? Oh, a thousand percent. And that's why they're not getting the love that they should? Oh, a thousand percent. Um, we just had Peyton Barber on uh, right after the Super Bowl. And Peyton was talking about just, you know, one thing I want all fans to know is the situation is a much bigger deal than people really give it credit for. You know, whether you're in the wrong system or whether the front office really believes in you, you know, and, and I was talking to him about, you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, this is our guy. But then they'll undercut you and they'll go draft someone at your position or they'll, you know, there'll be the whispers about trade stuff. And all that stuff, it shows up. Like, you know, some players can block it out. Some players have a have a harder time doing that. And, you know, we're all human. Uh, you know, I, I put it out there like this. If if you were at your job and, you know, you were, you've been promoted or whatever, but then they were constantly whispering about firing you, how would you feel? Yeah. You'd be walking around on eggshells and uncomfortable. You wouldn't, your job performance would go down. So, like, all that stuff, it plays a bigger part than I think people really give it credit. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was it, like senioritis when you were in high school? Yeah. Like, you know, the last like three months, you don't even care. You just want to get out because <laughs> just, you know you're not going to be there. That's so right. if you're if you're on a team and you're, it was the CJ McCollum thing that we talked about last time. Yeah. How it wasn't a slight to CJ McCollum that every time teams were doing these hypothetical fake trade packages that he was the key cog in that trade. It's like, bro, they weren't going to get rid of Dame because they want to build with him. That's yeah. the guy that they want to improve the team for. And also, that just shows how valuable you are. Because yeah. in order to get a Durant to come to Portland or a Kawhi Leonard to come to Portland, an all-star, you would have to be the guy to get shipped out to That's go right. there. Because the, the trade isn't going to work the other way around. Exactly. We're so, not, not going to trade Dame for K KD. Right. Because then we're in the same spot. You come over and it's like, well, we might have won two more games. Yeah. <laughs> That's about yeah. the most and it, and it was interesting with, with Josh Hart because they're they're nine and one since they got him. Yep. And quickly, I've been talking about this for years, bro. Even when I was back home in Queens and I was recording my show, he's the one dude on the Knicks that him and Obi. Yes. Where the crowd just loves them. And I think it's because they were drafted and it's like that homegrown thing. And Obi especially was a Knicks fan growing up. And dude, when him and quickly get going and you know, they he catches an alley, he, he fade away three or or quickly goes on those heat check runs. Yeah. I've never heard the garden like that, bro. It's a, it's a not never. I should say it, it's been a recently, while since yeah. in, in, in this in this post renovated garden. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, yeah. the crowd goes bananas when them two in particular go off. And then you saw quickly on Sunday, they take the Celtics to Double OT, Celtics at full strengths. Knicks didn't have Brunson. Yeah. And quickly went crazy. Had like over 35 points, was shooting well and facilitating. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you who quickly is for, 
you know, yesteryear's Knicks. Okay. He's Starks. He has that kind of an energy around him. Like, because if you really think about John Starks when he came to the Knicks, he wasn't a starter. He was, he was a, you know, he was just happy to be in the league. Mm. And the energy that John Starks got, especially after, you know, they attacked the Bulls and all those kinds of things. John Starks, he can still walk around New York to this day and not pay for a meal. Yeah. Because people love those teams. They love Oak. They love him. And not so much about Charles Smith, you know, Charles Smith with all the misses. But uh, <laughs> but the rest of those guys, all those guys, man, they still they still eat off of the Knicks to this day. My brother still eats off the Knicks to this day. That's like, so. And he was only there for a year. So, like, if you can capture that fan base, that's why, you know, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere in the world because that fan base, those fans, it's it, 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 the pressure breaks people. Yeah. It just does. You know? Yeah, and I've... I've mentioned this so many times, bro, that there's not a team in the world, I would say the world, that if they won a championship, the city would react the way it would. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it the I people don't even have, know. yo, you don't even, I, I, it, whatever my expectations are, it'd be 10x. <laughs> Dude, like, it would be crazy. The Knicks go on a nine game winning streak and they're getting bets on winning the finals and yeah. people are like, yo, we could take the Celtics in a seven-game series. What do, you, what do you think, quickly, about the Knicks? What do you think What do you think their chances are? So this was one of the conversations I wanted to have with you because yeah. I think this team is different from the years in the past because they'd go on these little win streaks and, yeah, you would get excited, but realistically, you would say to yourself, <laughs> and they might not even make the playoffs. I know the truth. <laughs> yeah, we know how it's going to be. But, man, there's they're not intimidated by everyone, by anyone, I should say. They they have a guy who in Brunson that could keep everyone calm, can do like a re- what a real point guard could be, and yo they got pieces, dude. I think they could go eight deep, which is something that I look at in the yeah. playoffs. You got quickly off the bench, uh, you got Josh Hart now that impact and dynamic. He's closing out games for him, so to me he's a starter. Like yeah, me if Ginobili was the greatest sixth man of all time, but. Every he, he five wasn't. minutes. Yeah. He was Every five minutes left Six in a game. Got 40 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, every game that mattered, he'd be out there with four minutes left. Yeah. So to me, like, that's really your starting five. Yeah. Right? And there are exceptions. Like, maybe a guy is seven of eight from three. And he's just, he's just his night. Yeah. Like, yo, Steve Novak will have you out there in the corner. Like, you're, you're feeling it tonight. <laughs> for the most part, Josh Hart has been closing out games for them because they have that nice dynamic with Brunson, like we mentioned. I think... The Knicks should try to get to the 4-5, stay in that 4-5. I think they could take the Cavs. It'll still be a tough matchup because Cleveland, Cleveland is probably saying the same thing to themselves, right? Yeah, like yeah. of all the teams you could play, I would much rather play the Knicks. But the Knicks actually got dudes that can make plays. And Randall still scares me that he's our bucket getter at the end of games. Or he's a guy that... He probably leads the NBA in the no, 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 yes, <laughs> jump shots, right? Like, dude, that used to be J.R. Smith, another oh, Knicks, yeah, Knicks yeah, icon. Yeah, yeah. Where It had to be a heat check. It, it had, had to be hot. It was sure. always like that, bro. And Randall, there's a bunch of times where even that shot against Miami that he hit a couple nights ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the buzzer, you're like, no, fade away to the right. Like, oh, he's <laughs> going crazy. But, dude, that's so that's the thing. I, the Knicks are, it's fun. They are on pace to have, with four more wins, it would make their second best regular season record in 22 years. What's their record right now? Right now, they're currently at 39 and 28. Four more wins? Yeah. 43 wins? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. And think that about that. Like they had, they had that 53-win season with, like, Melo, the, the yeah. Roy Hibbert at the, at the Cup play. Yeah. Back in 2012, I think it was. Yeah, it was somewhere it was around there. It early was like, 2010s, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mentioned Roy Hibbert. Like, the, the Pacer teams were still the team that would always give people fits. But, yeah, man, it's been a while. So, I think that they can win a series. They match up against the Cavs or, you know, even uh, another team that I want to have the conversation about. and. I want to preface this first by asking you this question. Anytime you have these regular season matchups in the NBA where everyone is at full strength and you'll see a, you'll see a Suns Mavericks, you'll see a Bucks Sixers, Celtics Sixers. 
James Harden is a guy who I've been picking on for many years come playoff time because I financially invested a lot of money in the Rockets and he would always <laughs> let me down. Paul George is another guy who you look at his box score for every 30 point game he would have in the playoffs. He'd follow up with five or six, three for 13 yeah, and yeah. just, you're like, yo, where's Paul George at? But then you see them in these regular season matchups against teams that they know they're going to run into. And then they up it. Yeah. And then they deliver in that big spot. My question to you is, does that perception in the regular season game of a guy like Harden, a couple of nights ago, they played a marquee matchup and he, and he played well. I think he had like over 20 assists in, in, in that one game. We're close to it. Yeah. Does that change anything for you come playoff time? Or is it still going to be uh, James Harden's going to lay an egg like he does? Uh, well, it, it, first off, it comes down to matchups. Um, so, you know, who, who are they playing? That's, that's the first part of it. Uh, what's his history <laughs> against this team or this coach? Um, but, uh, but for me, Harden, you know, Harden, Harden's had a great career, but he also has, has shrunk in moments. And he hasn't been willing to change because the biggest thing about Harden was always, you know, he, he gets all these fouls. When you get to the playoffs, well, then those fouls are harder to come by. So if, if you're getting 15 of your 35 points at the free throw line and now that 15 drops down to five, that's 10 points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I went from 35 averaging down, now down to 25 and I'm still trash on defense Stuff adds up. Yeah. <laughs> all that, all those, you know, you start taking away 10 points. It's like, oh, it's 10 points. Like, no, that 10 points was critical. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then to your point, you know, offensive, defensive rotations, we're only going eight deep. So those 10 points, I'm not able to find those on the bench because that was your 10 points. You're getting more time and less points. Stuff adds up. And then you're not, you're not giving me anything on defense. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, it's the, those are the little wrinkles when you get to playoff times where it's like, oh, we can only run this set so many times and it's not, it ain't working no more. And also you're showing your bench. Like I was talking yeah. about with the Knicks. Where, thousand percent. Like D'Antoni and those Rockets teams, they'd sometimes just run like Eric Gordon off the bench. That was it. No, Six man no rotation. <laughs> that's it. Like, yo, you're playing. If you're in foul trouble, too bad. We got to leave you out there. Like that's what they were doing. But that's also a reason why you see that happen. And in the playoffs, I think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't really Think about it. It's, it's so matchup dependent, too. Yeah. Like, the best team might run into that one team that just is a nightmare matchup for them. thousand percent. And then you're not going to see them win the title. Or it's an injury that comes along, which leads me to the Bucks, where they quietly just went on this wild-ass winning streak. Yes. And, and everyone was still talking. About, because it was sandwiched in the middle of Durankos to the Suns, uh, the Jokic MVP season, Kyrie goes to Dallas, and... And Bede is also putting up these monster games. And it's just like, all right, man, I'm just going to go and win, what, 16 in a row? They yeah, won? they won 16 in a row. And it's also sandwiched in between the Knicks going on a nine-game winning streak. So yeah. all these things are happening all at once. And I do feel as if that's the team to be for me, bro, across the, the Bucks, whole— The Bucks. Uh, not just the East. Wow, the whole league. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Battle-tested, been there, done that. Very true. They have— what, a top four guy in the league right now? Maybe yeah. three? Maybe yeah. the top guy in the yeah. league? And they just got Middleton back. And I think there's a chip on their shoulder of they should have won the finals last year also if Middleton didn't get hurt. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we don't like playing those games, but I think that's a big reason why. And to me, they're a team that they're, they're the favorite and they should be. I, I, think, I think the chip is even really from people kind of downgrading their championship because everyone got hurt in the West. Remember that was the year everybody got hurt. Like all the teams that were in the West, like the Suns were the tallest midget and they made it to the finals, but they weren't really ready to make it to the finals. Truthfully, they'd had a great year, but mm. it was like, nobody was taking the Suns serious. So it was like, yo, you know, Giannis, if you don't get it this year, I don't know if you won't get it, baby. So, you know, for them to do that, but then people kind of to downgrade that, not as much as I'd say that Lakers bubble title, but it was still a weird, you know, we were still kind of in COVID and all of those things. Um, I, look, I wouldn't put it past them. I definitely wouldn't. And, and they're, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Boston, Philly, anybody that has championship aspirations, the Bucks are going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, and I'm, I just pulled up their, their, their playoff run too. 
And I feel like there was even even not just the West. Remember the Sun, uh, the Nets. Yeah, like. Harden and Kyrie were banged up in that series. That's right, that's right. And then everyone would nitpick like, yo, if Durant was a size 13 sneaker or whatever, because <laughs> yeah, that, that shot at the end that, mm-hmm. that, that should have been a three, but it was a two because he was on the line. Yeah. So they discredit them for that. And then in the conference finals, they had played Atlanta. And it was like, all right, Atlanta kind of overachieved. Right. That's right. Like, that was the Trey Young yeah, year. That's, yeah, right. Yeah. that's right. It should have been the Sixers. So you're right. They, they do have a chip that's about two, three seasons long now. Yeah. And to me, dude, they just, Brooke Lopez is having a monster season too. Yeah. And they got the pieces. They've been there, done that. To me, they're they're the alpha. And I think in both in both conferences, I think it's it's Celtics, Bucks, then 50 feet of dirt and everyone else. Okay. That's and then in, in the West, I don't think it's two. I think it's the Suns, bro. I really think it's Phoenix. And you just now, if you're Chris Paul... You got to be looking at it like, bro, how many more chances? Am I now get? or never. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it got to be, right? Because now you got Booker and you got Durant. They are a little worse defensively because they got rid of all their defensive staples in order to get Durant. And youth. Right. I mean, you give up the youth, too. You give up those those young horses that are willing to die for loose balls and, and, and just put themselves in positions to make stops. Those old dudes, it's 50-50. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, I, I got 15 more possessions that I got to worry about. Yo, and isn't it wild that Mikael Bridges now is just dropping 30 every night? Uh, how many dudes How many dudes in the NBA could go out and get it? 30 if they were given the opportunity to? All right, I'll, I'll give it to you this way. The NBA, it really comes down to who are we running sets for? So when my brother played in the league, he was a player that ne- he had maybe two plays run for him the entire game. 90% of the league, these guys can do it if given those opportunities. If you Look, listen, if you're going to get 20 shots a game, like we're going to give you 20. You're, you have a 20-shot green light. If you can't average over 18 a game, you're trash. I shouldn't say trash, but you're definitely... That's you're, what the you're, expectation yes, would be? Yes, you're, you're, you're messing up. Like 20 shots, like 20 shots, bro, that's 40 points, and that's not saying threes. You know what I mean? Like it, it's... Yeah, the for him to do it, he's he's been given a situation where they don't have anybody, so it's like we got to run these plays for somebody. So it's it's much easier than you think to get thirty if you're given the green light to go shoot and go play, and nobody's really holding you back. You know what I mean? Like the few times, like my brother, I think his like career high was thirty five, and Jerome went nuts that game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, for a player that doesn't get the ball or doesn't get the, like, it would be like Draymond Green. Mm. How many times you see Draymond Green drop 30 plus? You can probably count <laughs> one hand how many times it's really happened. I can't even remember, a, a, like, a 20 point game that he's had. You know, but you know but he fills the stat sheet with you know, all, nine you know, steals, the, 18 assists, rebounds. And, all the other stuff. Right, but right, he's right. out here setting picks. Right. My job is I'm getting paid to, to free up Steph and Clay. Yeah. That's my job. It's wild because I always think of those videos of the people that call out, uh, what's his name, man? Why am I, uh, Brian Scalabrini. Where, like dudes will call out Brian Scalabrini. Scal's cold. And then he'll go to a park and just like 11 zip them, 13 zip them. Bro. It's like, bro, you don't understand the level to this. Like, there's only 400 of them, right? Uh, well, well, I think, I can't remember what the number is. I think it's like 1,500, like, ever in the 75-year history of the league. It's only been 1,500 players. Like, really, really, really quantify it that way. Like, yeah. It's been a 75-year league, 1,500 dudes. Yeah. That's crazy. Damn, that is wild. That's crazy. Like that. I don't remember if that's the number, but I know it's 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 not like some astronomical number. It's like, oh, 10,000 players have played. No, it's under 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. Yeah. And then you see you see these dudes when they go, like they'll go overseas. Yeah. And then Drop you know, 40. Like Stefan Marbury has statues in China. That's right. Like all, all over the place because he's just like the best player they've ever the, seen. The Beijing there. Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always fascinating. Like I wonder how many dudes can go out there and just drop 30 effortlessly if they had 15, 20 opportunities to yeah. go and do so. Not yeah. your, all right, here's your three shots. And These if you are miss your three one of them. shots, you're coming out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or or even, even in your three shots, you're sitting here thinking about all this other stuff. You know, they always talk about it being a make or miss league, but, you know, it really, really truthfully comes down to opportunities. You know, when when you see, I forget the other the other guy on the the Nets 
when they first made those trades that was dropping all those 40-point games. Oh, uh, Cam Thomas. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Cam Thomas, he was sitting on the bench. He wasn't getting, you know, he wasn't getting 35 minutes a game. Like, it's easy to, it, I won't say it's easy to do, but you have a greater opportunity to do it. Look at look at Kuzma going to my Wizards. Mm. You know what I mean? Kuzma was, you know, he might have a, have a flare-up game where he gets hot, where, you know, they'll feed you because you're hot. But when you go to a situation and it's like, no, these are your package of plays. This is how many times we're going to go to you. And then you actually start to feel that within yourself. It's all about confidence. You give me the, you give me the green light and, and I can shoot it without hesitation. It's a totally different game. What team do you think is the favorite? The favorite? Um, that's tough, man. This year is weird, bro. It's really weird. It's, it's truthfully going to come down to matchups. Um, I think uh, <laughs> back to the Suns, if they don't do it, it's, it's literally a missed opportunity. And, and, you know, these guys aren't getting younger, especially Chris Paul. You know, I think Kevin Durant still has some runway left. But Chris Paul, how many years is he going to give you top 10 point guard in the year? You know what I mean? In the league. Um, Devin Booker, he's still young, but that team, they have to do it. You know, if they don't do it now, it's, it's, it's I don't think it's it wild. He's still young and he's in year nine. Devin Booker. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, year nine. Like, yeah, I'm about 26. 26. <laughs> Did you get in the league at 12? Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I'm, I have the odds here, right? Okay. Um, and, and like I said to you, I think the right team is favored in Milwaukee. They're tied with the Celtics, both at plus 320. And then you got the Suns at plus 440. Nuggets plus 700. I'm not buying it at all, man. No, no. I, I think that they're a team that's a great regular season team. And they'll make it out around one. And then if they play a Suns, it's just a, it's just a tough, tough matchup for them. And and. Jokic, I think a lot of what he does well shines in the regular season, but not come playoff time. No, no, because in the playoffs, it it, it I won't say it exposes things, but it gets harder, man, when when teams are really locked into what you do. Have I told you my uh, my my bias towards if your go to scorer is a big? Really? I'm not a fan. Well, all right. Look, now, uh, now, if it's a big like Durant, who's or oh, Giannis, that's, that doesn't count. Right, but I'm talking <laughs> about like a, a back to the basket. That's my that's my go to score. I'll ask you. I'll ask you this. So I posted. I actually posted a uh, a video about Shaq the other day. I'm not sure if you saw it, and I was talking about how he would still dominate in today's game. So if you had if you had prime Shaq, so I'm saying like 98 to 2002 Shaq on a team right now. If you, okay, you take Shaq out and you put Shaq on the Nuggets right now. Mm. What, what what do you think that team could be? He's still Shaq and he's still so he's Jokic. You're not getting the assist and all the other stuff, but you're getting Shaq. I think I think the Nuggets are as good as they are because of Jokic being the most unique ball handler at that size and the way he facilitates. So Shaq, all of Shaq's titles have come with a uh, amazing wing. Yeah. Like even the early Orlando days with Penny. Penny, yeah. And Nick Anderson had, yeah. too. Yeah, and Nick and had, D. And Scott. Then he, and then he had Kobe. And then he had Wade. So I just don't like, I'm throwing it down. Really? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you this. If you put a dominant force like that in today's game, who is stopping Shaq right now? That's that is what I would say to it. I get that, but don't you think a guy that could create a shot like a fadeaway shot or pull from three or just to be able to create a yeah. bucket, it's easier to game plan against a big like that than it is a oh like versus someone that's out floating on the wing. Yeah, and they have a lot of different unique things that they can run. I'll say I'll say <laughs> the one thing that would screw Shaq still to this day would be free throws. So they would beat him to death. But I, man, I don't know, man. Like, because there's no, there's no, there's no giants. There's no giants anymore. Right. And especially dominant ones where it's mm -hmm. like, I could just do what I want. Like Shaq could drop 40 easily in today's game to me, because there's no, who, who's, who's stopping him. There's no one stopping him. You know what I mean? But, um, cause like really think about bigs in today's game now. Like when's the last time you saw a post move? Like somebody got it. 
and like yeah. yams on somebody. That doesn't happen in today's game. Like that's not that that person doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. The game has changed though. That's why too. Yeah. Like everything is it's all threes. We were talking about it last time how if it's if it's 120 to 118, there's 11 seconds left. You know what everyone's doing. <laughs> Step back three because it's way cooler on Instagram and on social media. They could give, they might even give you the lane, the lane. but everyone's going to step back. Like, that's the Luca thing. Yeah. That's the Luca thing. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Before we wrap up on, on the NBA conversation, we, we need to have the conversation about John Morant because, have to. man, oh, man, what is going on? Man, well, here, here. I, I'll, give me one second. I actually, so I, I had to do, I actually did some research for you too. So, John Morant graduated high school in 2017. Mm. So, this is a six-year run for his life that, you know, has skyrocketed, right? Graduated in 2017, had one offer. He was on the same AAU squad as Zion Williamson, and so they've been friends all the way since then from South Carolina. Um, One offer to Murray State. Freshman year, you know, doesn't do a whole lot. Average about 12, 13, 14 a game. Second year is the year that we found out about him where he had the highlights and was averaging 24 a game. Cool. Again, he was a one-star recruit. He was even really a no-star recruit. Get drafted number two overall right behind your, your best friend, Zion Williamson. Um, may, you know, Zion gets hurt rookie year, COVID, all that. Get rookie of the year. Then make two all-star games. You get your shoe. And now we're throwing up gang signs and flashing guns on live where you have to physically push live. You sure you want to go live? Yes. Hmm. Acquiring signal to go live, like all of those things. And you still thought this was a good idea. Um, It's unfortunate, man, because, you know, when it comes down to it for me, uh, you know, all the work that he put in, in these last six years, Gilbert Arenas was saying that, you know, he was a tier one star. He just got a shoe. He was a tier one superstar in the league. And now he's gone back to a tier two, tier three. And he was saying it's going to take him like three years for the NBA to trust him enough to put him back at a tier one status. It's, it's also wild if you look at the path that the Grizzlies were on too as a franchise because, dude, they were so lovable last year. Yeah. Like everyone's young. Yeah. They're so exciting. The energy. The, it's, it's a different variation of what the grit and grind Grizzlies yeah, yeah, were. Yeah. Zebo. Uh, what, what was it? What was Tony the Tony Allen. Saw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Grindhouse. Yeah. They, Grindhouse is what they yeah, were calling they it. Yeah. Would, they would beat you 89 to 86, and it was the most boring game. They were the only team that cared about defense. And then you look at you look at this team now, they have all the dunks and John Moran every night. Yeah. That's why, dude, I tweeted out when, I, when this first went down. I wake up, I check Twitter. See John Morant trending. I'm like, oh, who do you put on a poster? Yeah. And then I see the gun wave. I'm like, oh, what is happening? What is happening? Do you think he got the wrong people in his circle too? Uh, like, do you think that there's some athletes that just, just because of your friend, you've been friends with someone for so long and you grew up with them, don't mean that they're the right people for you. Yeah. And that's the, that's probably the hardest thing. I mean, anybody, anybody in life, we right, all have, right. we all have street friends, you know, um, and as you elevate, of course, you still hang out with your people, but like to keep them with you, it can be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, for Ja, you know, Gilbert was talking about he might have to cut his hair. He might have to he might have to go that rogue where it's like you have to distance yourself from everything street. You know, what I mean, like because it's like it, it sucks, but you got to play the game. And when it comes down to it, this is a corporate game. You are working for corporations and billion dollars are are on your on your back, literally. Um, it, and and also, he's such a popular figure yes, amongst all. I love him. Like everybody. Yeah. How could you not? His game is so exciting. Yeah. He every time he goes to destroy people on these dunks, like he wants to violate you in every way possible. <laughs> every like way side, he can. Every time you're like, oh my god. And then when he hits the ground, too, you're like, oh, he just blew out his knee. Because like the way he contorts his body, <laughs> yes. also, yes. like, oh man, he just there goes the ACL, yeah. and then he just gets up, dusts his shoulder off, and he just keeps going. <laughs> it's wild. Like this team, how they were so lovable, and then like there were so many pieces, guys that were you know late round draft picks. And I, co- just I had- coached Dylan Brooks. Oh, really? Yeah, because Dylan Dylan played for Finley out here. So I coached Dylan. Shout out to Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan had the worst knees I'd ever seen in my life in high school. Like literally, he had his knees were worse than mine, and I got some bad knees. 
And uh, I was so, so proud of him, man, like to, to get to Oregon and then, you know, just take it to the next step. Uh, now he's, you know, stone cold Steve Austin walking into the arena. He's, he's growing a little bit of a reputation, but, you know, uh, like you said, that team, you know, Bain, they, they have a lot. JJJ, they have a lot. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because especially when it started at two games and now it's quickly shifted to out indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny how uh, the Grizzlies social media said that Ja is going to be out for the next four games. It's like, that's a weird way to say someone's suspended. <laughs> like He's going to be away from the team for four more yeah. games at least. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, dude, they're saying also 50-game suspension potentially. If 50 games? Yeah. That's the rest of this year. And then yeah, it'll well, go that's, into that's, it'll that's go their into season. That's their season. And it sucks because they, they just got leaked by the Kings. And we we gave love to the Kings on last episode. Did you think that we'd still like Man, hey, we gave love and then they they showed out, kept going. They kept going. Kept we, going. We, we kind of set it up as ah, oh, this team peaked. They're gonna regress yeah, a little yes, bit. That's right, because we were talking about the second half. You're yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, they're 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 the two C now. They they leapfrogged the Grizzlies. Wow. But I think it's just it's just sad, man. You you have everything going for you right now. You're 23 years old. You're becoming kind of the face of the league. Could, could be, could one, be one of them for sure. I mean, dude, I have uh, I have two younger cousins. They're eight and 13, and yeah, you know, it's the social media TikTok era. Yeah, and their guys are Luca and Ja. Yeah, for that generation, a thousand percent. And to to have this turn out to be the case with Ja Morant is. It's, it's devastating. Well, well, I mean, really think about it. Think about the other young stars, like young stars. He's, he, he outside of Luca, Zion's always hurt. And, right. then, and then Zion, I haven't really seen a Zion highlight in seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know I mean, because like, I don't really watch SportsCenter and stuff that much anymore. But like now I can tell if you're doing something, if you hit my phone, like if something, you do something where even if I'm not watching or following your team, you still find your way onto my phone, you've done something. Mm. Because I'm not actively seeking you out. You know what I mean? Like, you're finding me at this point. And I haven't seen a Zion highlight in forever. That's how I just know where he's at. Like, it's like, he's playing well, but it's like, I don't know. He ain't duking. It ain't, it, it, this, is, <laughs> this isn't duke anymore where you're out there doing something every day and everybody's going crazy. Like, I can't remember last time. I, I know he's your guy. I'll, I'll, back, I'll back up off of Zion. I love Zion. <laughs> I, know, I know you. I love Zion. I'll, I'll back think, up off his head. Yeah, but yo, look, you're, the, the things we've seen with Zion have been all the red flags coming into the league. His health. His weight. His weight. Is he going to hold up? And so far, all those people that had those question marks, they've been validated by that. Missing a lot of time, dude. It, he has. He has. And, and it's it's... It's continuous. It's like it never, ever gets to the other side. He needs to do what Embiid did. Whatever Embiid did. Because remember Embiid, the first couple of years, he was having the same stuff. Yes, yes. And then yes. I think in the last six seasons, he's missed 60 or 70 games. Which, if you were to tell 76ers fans that when he was coming out. Yeah. Or he would come in and drop like 30 and 20 and then he'd miss six weeks. <laughs> yes. If you're telling 76ers fans that, yo, eventually in a five-year five, six-year stretch. MVP candidate. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, what? Are you kidding me? Of course. Yeah, sign me up. So whatever whatever Embiid did that offseason that changed it for him, where he started getting healthier, yeah. Zion got to kind of do the same thing. Because I I love, I, I mean, I probably punted away. I definitely punted away that money. But I bet the Pelicans at 60 to 1 from the beginning of the year. And it was because I it's the five 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 deal. Like, I like what they could have put out in a, in a game five, down five, on the road. There's five minutes left. Like that starting lineup with Ingram and with CJ McCollum over yeah. there. Then you throw Zion in because of what they did to the Suns last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Took the Suns to six after playing a play-in game to get into the playoffs. And now you're fantasizing like, yo, yo, you got Zion in there too? I, I mean, I just that, donated, but that, that, that was my logic behind it. That seven seed now is probably the scariest team, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and, and, and when you talk about, you know, the, uh, the, the Kings being the two seed, for them to have to play potentially like maybe even the Warriors or somebody like that out, out the gate, oh, that's not going to be, that's, that's going to be no picnic for sure. Both the eight and the seven, especially in the West. The West more than the East. 
the East. You know what I mean? It, it, like, they might give you a couple games here or there, but you should do what you got to do. But yeah, that's that. It, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be an interesting playoff run. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, enough about the NBA. A couple of quarterbacks got some money this week. They did. Uh, my quarterback got some money this week. Yes, Daniel Jones. Yes, Daniel Jones got a contract. Four-year deal. $82 million guaranteed. The Giants got their guy. What are your thoughts before I get into my spiel? My thoughts are this, and I, I, I said this to you before air, and I've said this to a few of my Giant fans. This is the best-case scenario for you. Um, simply because to, uh, as a Redskins fan, I, I'll start and preface it there. As a Redskins fan, I have been looking for a franchise quarterback for 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. When you have one, even if it's one that you're like, we can win with him. I think that's the first part. Can you win with this guy? Not like, oh, what is he projected to be or what is this? Daniel Jones showed you with competent leadership and competent coaching you guys are a playoff team with him as your quarterback under center. Um, the market for quarterbacks is far tougher than it would be to find a running back. And so, you know, I talked about on my show, um, you know, putting all your eggs in the Saquon basket and then franchising Daniel Jones. Not only are you paying more on the front end, but if you give Daniel Jones like a prove it deal and then he goes out and kills next year. It'll be even more money. Now you're owing even more money. Yeah. And you've tied up even more money with your running back. So it's like to franchise Saquon at 10.9, you do you take that every day of the every day of the week. So that's that's how I feel. I mean, you guys can evolve the offense. The biggest thing, you know, I know we've talked about it with football. The biggest thing with football, especially on the offensive side, is continuity. And if you guys have a quarterback that now you can continue to grow and progress within your system bring in some receivers, it, the sky's the limit. It, it helps the team. You keep the team young. It just makes sense. I think what happened with Daniel Jones is public perception from the time he got drafted and then how the first couple of years in the league played out. I think people are still holding on to that. For sure. And fair, is fair it, enough. Is it fair? Is it unfair? I don't know. I wouldn't argue against either direction you want yeah. to take it. But... What do you replace him with if you don't give Daniel Jones this contract? Exactly. I'm not overly excited he's going to make north of $40 million a year, but would I rather have Davis Webb or... One of these rookies? Or one of these... Will, uh, I mean, Will Levis? If they had, if they had a higher draft pick, yeah. I think, I think if the Giants would have had a crappy season, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. No. They would have moved on. Yeah. But I also think that I'm... I would have preferred the franchise tag on Daniel Jones because then it would validate if what we saw last year with Brian Dable 
is what he's going to be now moving forward. Like he found his coach that works well with him. He had a career year. He did. And a lot of people are like, yo, Jimmy G threw more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones and he played six less games. It's like, bro, the way he ran that offense, no one else could run that offense. He had 700 yards on the ground, scored seven touchdowns. Yeah. And also the one thing that I've heard from some people I know at the Giants is that they love him. They see him every day. He's at the meetings every day, practices. They're with him all the time. The players go to bat for him. They were calling him Vanilla Vic. All the yeah, guys, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. had shirts. That's Vanilla it's Vic. It's like everybody yeah. is behind them. So that weighs a lot to me too. Yep. And I think when you're looking at Daniel Jones, it's like, bro, look, I like Isaiah Hodgins. I think it's a great story. The Giants brought him over, showing, and Dable brought him over from the practice squad of the Bills, and he was our number one wide receiver. But it's also... Said, it says what it has to say. Right. Kenny Galladay was a nightmare and a disaster, and <laughs> Shepard went down, Robinson, the second Cla round pick. to your whole team for finally like, getting rid of Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was, you take an L on that. And that's the, that's the best and worst thing about football contracts. Yeah. Because it's it's the only sport where a team can have a quick turnaround. If those contracts don't work out, it's like, all right, man, we'll take it on the chin this year and next year. And then after that, we'll cut them, which is what the Giants did. As opposed to, dude, I'm a Mets fan. I saw the Mets give Johan Santana $150 million. And he threw the he threw the perfect not the perfect game he threw a no hitter first time in franchise history yeah and it was a disaster the next four <laughs> years he was playing because he threw out he threw like hundred and forty six pitches hey man listen. but then the Mets had to pay that salary for the next four years so no matter what they couldn't make any moves because oh man we got Johan for twenty five uh, I'll just say especially now that I know that you're a Mets fan you know Bobby Bonilla it is what it is you, you got you guys have. Haven't that, had the best just, record with that's with, just thinking ahead. <laughs> that's that's called that's called managing your money. Wait, wait, and, but did you see that you so you saw that you guys got out of the Bobby Bonilla deal finally? You saw that, right? No, did they? Yeah, this, this is a couple years ago now. But now you turn right around and, and do that with uh with your closer. <laughs> like they like have him stretch for oh, like 15 and, years. And, and, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh come on, man. Listen, man, the trumpet slaps, right? <laughs> when he comes out, the trumpet slaps. But yo, Daniel Jones, on a serious note, right? Yeah, he's throwing to Isaiah Hodgins. He's throwing to David Stills. He's throwing to these guys where it's, yeah, you want him to go out there and throw 400 yards. He can't. He doesn't have the weapons. Not everyone is Mahomes who can do that with MVS and with Kadarius Tony and Juju. Hey, Kadarius Tony looked good in, in I'm sorry. No, you're not. You don't I, need to apologize. I, I'm sorry but, that that happened for, for all Giants Nation. But this is the reason why he got let go is what you saw with the Chiefs also. He'll have three, four dynamic plays or he'll have one or two games where he's lights out and then he misses six weeks. Yeah. But that's the MO of his career. The Giants just didn't want to put up with it. So I, I think what they did with, with Daniel Jones is it's, it's a contract that they, they know what they have. Yeah. And now it's only going to, it should only improve because this is going to be the first time that he has the same offensive coordinator and head coach coming back. That's right. Like the combination of both. He's had the same coach twice, but then the OC left, or it's been the other way around. So I think I think it's fair to say that the jury's still out. But if it's what it's gonna look like now moving forward with what how he played last year, and you're only gonna be able to improve the team. And guess what? It's an eighteen million dollar cap hit this year. Yeah, it was nothing. And they're kind of doing remember Tom Brady with the Pats? He'd be the seventeenth most expensive quarterback. That's right. And you're saying to yourself, how's that possible? But then you see, oh, Brady signed a $30 million signing bonus. It's like, oh, that's why. So you're well, giving well, them those signing not, bonuses. Not, not even just that, but then also, you know, Brady with uh, with his uh, TB12 brand, they, you know, all the wellness stuff, they were paying that like $15, 20000000 million. So, so he was he, making his money. He was making his money. Yeah, clearly. So I like it, man. I like it. I, I can't believe... This time last year, I wouldn't have felt this way, but I got to see what it was going to look like with Dable. And yeah. what they did with Saquon, I think is great. You just, you franchise them and hopefully they can re-sign them. But I don't think, I don't think this Giants brass, like Saquon wasn't theirs. Yeah. And they come from Buffalo where they said, let's get the wide receivers and let's get the quarterback and then we'll fix everything else. And all right, Devin Singletary, they made way with that. They made it to the AFC title game with Devin Singletary, they don't really value that position like that. Yeah. So I think that's what you're seeing with them franchising Saquon Barkley. I mean, it makes sense. To me, To me, it makes sense. Uh, especially, too, going back to just playing in New York. One thing that you can always say about Daniel Jones that you can't say for, um, you know, 
the other quarterback in New, in New York with the Jets, Zach Wilson, you know, he's never been a baby. He's taken some bad seasons on the chin, not said anything, not complained. Um, you know, so for him to have been been through that and then have a playoff year, you you have to validate those things. Those things actually do matter, man. They do. They really do. And his teammates never threw him under the bus. Not once. Wasn't it Elijah Moore was like, yeah, I'd be more productive if the quarterback could give me the ball. Just blatantly called yeah, out. Just, just little, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff has never taken it's place. It's never happened, yeah. So even, even when they had bad seasons, like legitimately bad seasons, you know, so those things, I look at all those things too. And to make it in New York, man, again, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And for him to be the quarterback in New York, look, that that list literally is Eli Manning, Phil Sims, with a, a slight dash of Kerry Collins. We've, <laughs> we've mentioned franchise tag a couple of times. What do you make of the Lamar Jackson stuff? I've been, Ooh. I had a, I had a video go viral, me defending Lamar Jackson in the beginning of the year. It was like week three or four. Yeah. And it made, it made no sense. It still makes no sense to me how that entire situation has been handled. Especially when you look at his peers, the guys that he's been grouped with have all gotten paid and he's clearly better than all of them. And he's more accomplished than all of them. Than all? Who, okay. Who, who, who are so, you saying so, are peers? So the guys that got contracts last off season coming into this year that Lamar Jackson was grouped with. It's Deshaun Watson. That is a Better. nightmare off the kid, off the field. That's one. Kyler Murray. Dude, he's won MVP. He's yeah. made the playoffs Better. every year he's played. Better. Right? Josh Allen got paid. Lamar's more accomplished than he is. More accomplished. I wouldn't say better. Fair. More accomplished. Fair. For sure. Yeah. But if he's making that kind of money, why, why shouldn't Lamar? Yeah, not a question. Not Again, I've been on the cover of Madden. I've been MVP. Like, yeah. Yeah, and you sure. see, you see what you have behind you, and and Huntley. I know he made the Pro Bowl, but yeah, I still, yeah, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. That when I saw that, it was like, how? Wait, what? Yeah, th this is why no one watches the Pro Bowl. Yeah, why, pretty, you know? pretty much, so pretty much. That's and every year that he's been healthy, and I think a lot of times he's gotten hurt because they've asked him not to run. Like that's what makes him great, and he's gotten hurt when he's not on the run and improvising. It's when they want to make him a seven-step seven drop-back passer. It's yeah. like, yo, that's not his game. What makes him great is that he goes out and runs. And I love Justin Herbert. I think he's in that... It's, it's no longer in that discussion with Mahomes. Now it's Mahomes and then everyone else. But he's in that tier two with like Burrow and Allen. And he's never, he's never won a playoff game, right? Prior to this season, he'd never been in the playoffs. And we're coining this guy as the next dude at the face of the league... And Lamar is just looking at it, I'm more accomplished than all these guys. And in some cases, I'm better than them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, in, and in every case, none of them can do what I can do. So you can't, you know what I mean? Like, even if you can say, okay, you know, he might not be the passer that this guy is. None of those guys can even begin to claim that they're the runner that he is. So, it, it, you know what I mean? So it kind of equals out, you know, like if you say, okay, Justin Herbert's a better drop back passer. Okay, cool. Well, he's not going to give you 12 to 13 touchdowns on the ground either you know, to go along with 25 to 30 passing touchdowns. So, you know, it, look, to me, it really comes down to Lamar being his own agent. And I feel like the negotiations got contentious in some ways. And um, Don't you feel like you need to have someone? I uh, feel like you have to have an agent so I, they can— they can tell people certain things that you can't. You can't tell your GM, like, just go screw yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Politely. And, and, and Bomani Jones actually just, he just posted about this and was saying that. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. Um, what I will say to that, especially in a situation where you're in Baltimore, where they have a healthy front office, they have a good, you know, ownership to management relationship. Like there isn't any, you know, they, they, everyone's on the same page in Baltimore. Whereas in certain teams like mine, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's disarray everywhere. Um, the Capitals, Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, they don't have agents. They know what the market is. They know what the market says that I am. Pay me that. There's no negotiation. We're done. We don't have to, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be all this back and forth. If the, if the ownership says, hey, this guy isn't going to leave, and I'm saying, hey, I want to stay, then let's just, what are the numbers? What's fair? Then give me that. But for them to have all this other stuff, there's some real discussions about 
what's fair or or what his numbers should be. And that's where I think that it gets disrespectful because look, if the numbers are saying he's 250 to 300 million dollar guy, that's what he is. You pay him that. Yeah. Well, he also he signed a they offered him a non-exclusive franchise tag, yes. which means that he'll actually make $32.4 million this year if they go into the season with that. It's not exactly a traditional franchise tag, but also it gives him the option to go to talk to other teams. And if, say, the commanders were able to talk to Lamar and say, yo, here's the offer, five years, $250 million. Guaranteed. Yeah, or whatever, $160 million of it guaranteed. The Ravens have five days to match that. So it's like an offer sheet. Kind that's of. right. Yeah. But again, I feel like that's disrespectful, bro. They've yeah. been they've been disrespectful to him. Well, well, look, I'll say this for that. If all you have to give up is two first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of figure it out. Now, for my team, there's been a lot of speculation, especially with the whole, you know, spoofing and, you know, trolling from Adam Schefter getting the internet to go crazy over him going to the commanders. Um, I, I, I actually want to go out there with Sam Howe personally, just because my team never, ever has our own quarterback. We've lusted after everyone else's quarterback for the past 20 plus years. RG three was about the only time period where it was like, Oh my God, we might've had our guy. Every other time is like, man, what then, if Brett then, Favre came then, to the Redskins yeah. and, and all and that other stuff. You guys ended up ruining them too. Ruined. So, I mean, for me, I would actually like to see us kind of run it out there with Sam just because it does help to not tear into the fabric of the team because we have a lot of first-round picks that we have to pay. Right. You know what I mean, we, we just franchised Deron Payne. It would be a blessing if Sam, Sam Howell could be anything. Yeah, well, well I mean— not look, even, We're not even saying to be a, an I'm elite a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to be, all right, you know, we can win some games with him. Man, look, I'll say this. If Sam—if if Eric Bieniemy can make Sam Howell— two-fourths of <laughs> half of what he made Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you we win, that. We win 12 games. Ah, we, let's not get crazy. Well, well, no, look at it this way. Look I know at, the NFC is bad, but No, no, but look at it this way. We won, we won, what was it, seven? Seven games? No, we won eight. We won eight, eight and one. I'd say seven of our games that won or lost were two, three, four-point games. Eric Bieniemy, if we if we... If we average, I think we averaged 18 points a game last year, 18 or 19. If we average 24, 25, we win all of those games. All of those games. That's seven, that's, that's seven games going back to the good. So if maybe we won two of those, you pick up five more wins, it's a 13-win season. Mm. That stuff adds up. Yeah, I don't know. I, know, I know you're a numbers <laughs> guy. I know you're a numbers guy. Oh, look. You know, you know what I do think will add up? Yeah. I think you're going to see a way, way better record from the Saints next year with Derek Carr going there, which I said on this show, I said, if there's a team he should go to, it should be the Saints. Because there were some rumblings about him going to the Jets. Yeah. It's like, bro, you can't play in New York. It's under 40, you don't, 40 degrees. Your career record is like 3-17. and 17. Oh, not, no. Really? Yeah, I didn't has, notice that. Dude, he has he has bad numbers. Oh, I didn't know under, that. Right. Under 40 degrees. And okay. it gets cold in New York. Yes. It's like spiraling conditions out of nowhere in MetLife. And it was a bad fit. And I, I felt as if you're looking at the landscape of the NFC, the best team for him to go to that needed a quarterback was New Orleans. They have a top 10 defense. They got some weapons. Who knows what happens with Michael Thomas, but Olave is dope. Kamara out the back, backfield. They have a... Oh, whoa. Kamara? Yeah, pending. <laughs> pending. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Michael Thomas, like we mentioned. Yeah. And he'll be indoors. Two, four games a year because two, uh, you know what I mean, with the... Uh, well, not four games, but um, in terms of in-division. Right. You'll have... You yeah. got, you got yeah, four, four you games got, you got with, four the, games with the Falcons. Division. Yeah, with, with yeah. the Falcons. And I was saying for months now, how he's a top four quarterback in the NFC if he goes to the Saints. Wow. You're going to go, well, tell, uh, tell, tell, me the, tell me the four that are better right now. What we know. That we know. In the I said Jalen Hurts. Okay. Hurts for sure. Dak, Kirk, and Carr. Oh, God. You're going to go Kirk? That's how, that's how gross the NFC is. Good Lord. Hold on. We got to find some more. We got to find some more. Give me, give me every, some names. Every team, every team in the South Division, we don't know who their quarterback is going to be. That's fair. No, no, no. That's Desmond fair. That's, Ritter, that's, a whole, that's a whole division. 
Yeah, that's fair. It's a Lamar Jackson's being linked to the Falcons too. A lot. So that whole division. Sam Howell, let's not get crazy. I know no, we no. got crazy yeah, about 15 no, minutes ago. No, 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 that's fair. Daniel Jones, I don't think he is the top four guy. That's I think fair. Carr Carr would is is better than yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones. Um, I mentioned Dak. I mentioned Jalen Hurts. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I'm trying to tell everybody that'll listen to me. Everybody that'll listen to me. I said this year that the that the Lions were gonna be scratching at the playoffs. Next year, the Lions are gonna win 12 games. Yeah, everybody is on the lines. I would, I would just games. pursue with caution. I think. I, well, well, here, I'll put it to you this way, too. Look at their division. Their division, Green Bay, you don't know what they're going to be. Mm. I said before the season this year that Green Bay wasn't going to make the playoffs, and everybody thought I was on crack. And I was like, Green Bay, yeah. not going to the playoffs. I was, on, I was big on Minnesota. I was very big on Minnesota. I thought they should have been the favorite coming into the year. I got them at plus 280. To win the the North Division, okay. I couldn't I couldn't believe it because you had the hard knocks momentum from the Lions. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you had the Packers coming back with, with Rodgers, and they were just in they were just the one seed the year before. Bears like no one was really buying into the Bears, and I thought Minnesota was severely mispriced. I felt like the Eagles were severely mispriced too. Wow, I had them as the favorite over Dallas, and they ended up being the one seed. Dude, I had a thirty to one ticket back home on the Eagles to have the best record in football. I was all in on Philly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was all in on Philly. But I could tell you off, off rip, Minnesota next year, I'm taking the under with the utmost confidence. They had the good. best record ever in one score games, bro. Good. Thank it's not going to happen again. No. It's impossible for it to happen again. Kirk is going to Kirk. I tell people this all the time. So with with the Lions, I, I would just be careful. I do like a lot of what they have, but I don't think I would put Jared Goff up there. Jared Goff had, like, the best passer rating the second half of the season of all quarterbacks. Um, I, I They also that, got the rookie that came in, too. That opened Jameson up a lot of Williams. things for him. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and that's the – that was, I was literally about to say, that that's the other part of it as well. If you bring back DJ Chark again, DJ Chark made some big catches, but was – you know, he was dinged up because he's always dinged up. But, like, for what they can put out there offensively, I loved their scheme. They were they were very very you know imaginative, and they had a lot of that. Like lines are going to be lines going to be all right. Their defense is continuing to get better. If they get another corner this year in the draft, lines going to be a problem. The twenty twenty three New Orleans Saints uh, are going to be the twenty twenty two Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa. You're going that big on the Saints? They're going to compete for a bye week. I'll, I'll say this. Their division is trash. Because if, so is the conference. If, if it, <laughs> uh, Well, but look, it, 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 to, to your point, their division is bad. Yeah. Their division is bad depending on what happens in Atlanta. Um, but my, my thing to you, I think, that hurts them is they have like, they're like over the cap by like $30 million, $40 million. Yeah, they're so going to have to like, make some adjustments. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're going to so have to like, clear that up. What is going to change for them? Like, Carr got so much shit this year with the Raiders. and Last few years, frankly. Right, but this year, and he ends up getting benched. And it was like, bro, how much of it was on Carr? I went back and I looked at the numbers and I was just watching a couple of box scores and I was watching some games too and having conversations with some people that cover the Raiders. And a lot of it was the concerns that I was coming in. My buddy Kenny, shouts to Kenny King Jr. He has a podcast here with Blue Wire. I've had him on the show a bunch. He does a show called Real Talk where he covers the the Vegas Raiders. And he was giving me a lot of heat because I said that they were going to go 6-11. and 11. And The Raiders. Like, yeah, the Raiders he's like, were. dude, we got Devontae Adams. Like, we got better. Everyone's <laughs> coming back. I'm like, bro, you guys like eight and one in one score games. You went undefeated in overtime games. Like that's not going to happen, bro. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And your defense is still a little suspect. A lot. And then suspect. what happened? Like they were losing all their games by one score. They were like, oh, and six in one score games. Shoot. It's I, just I, hard. I'm telling you, man, ugh. if there's one thing that anyone that listens to this show takes away, that one score game thing is a real thing. Cause a thousand percent, dude. the giants and the commanders that play in the end zone where I, I was expecting the flag to come in. No flag. I start laughing my ass off because I couldn't believe a flag was coming in. Next year, that probably gets called. Yeah. And no. then it's first and goal from the one-yard line. So I, I don't that's what talk I mean by, by uh, the one-score games. The, listen, I was at the tie, okay? I was there. Oh, and, and, poor guy. And, the, and, and the, uh, <laughs> the, the throw to Terry in the back of the end zone where they gave us the flag and they picked it up. And it was like he got like completely, because that was in the far end zone. 
Like those those things matter, man. Like when it was a touchdown and then oh, you take the touchdown off the board and now we're kicking a field goal or we get an interception. Like, oh, I went I went to some. This was a bad year for me going to games. I don't. Did I see any wins? I don't think I saw a win. Yeah, let me know so next year I can bet the other side, bro. <laughs> well, at no, le- no. At usually, least we get a little bit of a benefit. You, you usually usually when I go, I win <laughs> usually. But uh, but yeah, no, we uh, well, I I went to the uh, Titans Redskins game where um. Carson Wentz threw the pick, like, down at the goal line oh. to end the game. I was, yeah, I was there for that one. That was sad. But I Dang. did get to see De'Ami Brown, like, have his greatest career That's day. Right. That was nice. Two touchdowns he had, right? Yeah, like, bombs, too. Both of them were big touchdowns. So. Yeah. It was a rough year. Rough year. Dude, it's always fun when I get to connect with you, whether it's on this show or on your show. Love talking hoops and football with you. Tell the people where they could find all your content. Yes, the name sir. Of your show. Yes, sir. The name of my show is the American Fan Three Six Five. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. You can find me on any of those. Um, all about connecting fans with players as well as the front office. That's that's the ambition of uh, my platforms. You know, please follow, like, share, subscribe, check stuff out, and uh, you know, always happy to be on with Veterans Minimum and uh, you know, spending time with you and. And like you said, just talking hoops and about to be in March Madness. So excited mm-hmm. for that. If you guys want to check out Monday's episode, it's already up on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Boss and I answer all of your questions, the people's podcast. At Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. Veteransminimum.com as you can find all things VM. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.